It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Injured at work in a motor vehicle accident or had a fall in a public space? Speak to Your Claim Lawyers, a no-win, no-fee, personal injury claims law firm that specialises in maximising compensation claims for injured people. Call 1-800-YOUR-CLAIM or yourclaimlawyers.com.au. Historic decision on the grand final. Toby Green still at the top of the agenda. And there's a heap more, and it's been a massive day at the Paralympics as well. So we'll update you on everything that's been making news today. But time on is your say on the news of the day. one 736 736 Ah, yes, indeed. Welcome to Time On. Sam Hargraves with you. Hope you've had as good a day as you possibly can in whatever lockdown situation you're finding yourself in. So whoever you're finding us, wherever you're finding us, it's great to have your company. one 736 736 is the number. I'm with you for five hours tonight. So time on from six till seven. Your say on the news of the day. one 736 736 And I'll take you through what is making news uh, on this Tuesday. Uh, Sporting Capital after seven. Rocket Ede's going to join us straight off the top. Uh, to Just look back on the first week of finals action uh i want to find out from him who's playing a premiership brand of football and what is a premiership brand of football what does it look like so we'll speak to him about that i'll ask him his views on geelong and where they're at and if he was to make one tweak with that team what would it be and then we'll look ahead to this weekend's games as well we're also going to be joined uh, after what happened with toby green today we're also going to be joined um by the ceo of the afl umpires association um, so I'm really looking forward uh, to having Rob Kerr on to get his view on the penalty that was handed down uh, to Toby Green today after making contact, uh, intentional contact with Matt Stevick. So how does the boss of the Umpires Association feel about the penalty uh, and about the way in which we treat umpires in general? So that's going to be a fascinating chat. We've got a Paralympian, Ryan Crothers, who's going to join me as well this evening. Don't miss that chat. This man uh, is an absolute inspiration, and he's got two gold medals already uh, at these Paralympic Games in the 4 by 100 metres in the 34 points uh, category. They were phenomenal last night. He got them out to an unassailable lead, and, and then it was brought home brilliantly by uh, Ben Popham. So it's been a banner day in the Paralympics as well. There's a heap of medals. I'll take you through all of that as well. The ages, Damien Ratcliffe, will join me after nine to give us an update on the jockey party story that keeps getting more and more intriguing the more and more we hear about it. So we'll get him to give us the update uh, and the latest on that. So one 736 But this uh, has to be the biggest story of the day in terms of overall uh, football. Gil McLaughlin announcing the venue for this year's AFL Grand Final. We're out. 
the last few weeks, as the pandemic continued to challenge us, we looked at all the possibilities around holding the 2021 Grand Final at the MCG. And I want to thank Stuart Fox and the MCC for their continued support uh, of football uh, and of us through this process. However, it's become clear as we continue to navigate through these challenges that it wouldn't be in the best interests of the community to host a grand final at the MCG this year in front of a crowd. It is now meant that for season 2021, the Toyota AFL Grand Final will be played in Perth at Optus Stadium. The match will be held on Saturday 25th of September at a time to be advised. The AFL has reached a suitable agreement with the Victorian Government and the Melbourne Cricket Club on amendments to this year's contract, taking into consideration the circumstances. To all Victorians, we will be back at the MCG, bigger and better in 2022. You have stuck by our game all year and I know how hard it has been, especially how challenging it has been from a community football sense. So Gil McLaughlin today, he also let it slip that the Brownlow medal was going to be held on Sunday the 19th of September. So that would all point to us having uh, a bye the week before the finals. Uh, I think that's uh, before the grand finals. So I think that's the right call. But I'd love to get your view on it. one 736 736 Off the text, Mike in Palmyra. WA says, super excited the GF is over here in Perth. Football is the winner. Um, and it is really exciting. For, for WA. I mean, it's heartbreaking for Victorians. We know it's a second year in a row we haven't had the grand final, but we've always had the grand final and we will probably always have the grand final. So if there is one, I suppose, benefit, I don't know if that's the right word, but if there is a positive out of all this, it is that we have states, including last year, a non-traditional AFL state in Brisbane, um, Queensland, and obviously in Brisbane, the capital city, getting to host the grand final. Uh, and for WA, who are as passionate uh, as footy fans as anyone in the country, and they've got an incredibly rich history in this game and a contribution to it. So to be able to get their first grand final, yes, not in the circumstances they would have liked, and they acknowledge that. But if there is a silver lining to a pretty dark cloud over the last couple of years, that it is you know, the people of Perth and the people of WA get to host the, the greatest day on the, uh, the Australian sporting calendar. So um, one three hundred seven three six seven three six, And I know Demons fans would be thinking, geez, we might be in a grand final and we'll never get to see it. Um, but I think if you were offered the choice about not having one and then having one that you weren't able to see or weren't able to go to, I think you'd still take the one that you weren't able to go to. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. This was Martin Bakula uh, as well on the deal that had been done with the Victorian government um, in order to get permission to take the grand final to the West. Uh, I want Victorian footy fans to know that we will be uh, compensated for uh, the agreement that's been reached today. We've added a year to the AFL uh, MCG Grand Final contract that now takes us out to 2059. The Melbourne Cricket Ground's been guaranteed an extra eight AFL Premiership matches over the next five seasons, from 2022 to 2026. 
Uh, more football will be taken to regional Victoria. There'll be a guaranteed four AFLW Premiership matches uh, to be played at regional Victorian venues over a three-year period, starting with uh, the 2021-22 season. Uh, and the 2022 and 2023 AFL drafts uh, will be held uh, here in Victoria, uh, given the expectation that this year's event may well be a virtual one. So that was Martin Bakula. So again, this is not the ideal circumstances that we want these things to happen. But for regional Victoria as well, who just you've got to remember the bushfires um, back at the start of 2019, straight into COVID, tourism and the money that country Victoria makes um, from people travelling to and from has just fallen away. It's fallen off a cliff. So anything that can take people and take money to these towns is... I suppose, a blessing in disguise. And then to take AFLW games there as well, um, that's going to be a, a huge boost uh, to the to the regional cities that this uh, that our great game gets to go to as well. So I know that it's not what the ideal situation, but there are some little silver linings uh, along the way as well. The other big story today, of course, is Toby Green. So uh, a mammoth hearing at the tribunal went well over three hours. Um, it started uh, at nine o'clock when Jared went on air and we still um, didn't have it fully finished uh, when he went off air at midday. So um, Toby Green went in and pled not guilty. He denied that he had intentionally made contact uh, with Matt Stevick. He did apologise. He said he realised that it's not a good look for the game um, and he uh, showed remorse for what had happened. But he said, yep, there was contact, but it wasn't intentional contact. Matt Stevick gave evidence as well, the first uh, victim, if you like, to have to do that this year. But he said, look, he hadn't seen it. And I'm paraphrasing because I can't fit three hours into a one-hour show. But he went on to say that it was uh, he didn't think much of it at the time. He did send an email to his boss saying, yep, I understand people are talking about this. I didn't feel threatened at the time. Uh, but he did say that you could he could see how people could view it as demonstrative and he could certainly see the argument um, that it was uh, disrespectful as well. And he also acknowledged that it was not a good look for the game. Um, it was called a barroom act. Um, by Jeff Gleeson, who was prosecuting the case for the AFL. Uh, so in the end, the guilty verdict came down and then they went away and deliberated for over 20 minutes again to come back with three weeks. So I thought it might have been more once he pled not guilty. Three weeks seems like it is the, f- the fence position. So not too, it, it's the Goldilocks situation. It's not too hot, it's not too cold. Um, but is it just right? Uh, I'll let you tell me. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. I think that's what it needed to be at an absolute minimum. At an absolute minimum. So he won't play again for the rest of the year. And, and the game and his team uh, are, are poorer for it. And we are all poorer for not having Toby Green in the finals. But, but there is no one to blame in this situation other than Toby Green. And I wrestled with that all weekend because I absolutely love Toby Green. So the response to this has been interesting. So this was Gil McLaughlin today after he heard uh, about the three-week suspension handed down to Toby Green. Yeah. Um, I guess I welcomed the, the tribunal verdict that it was uh, intentional conduct and, and handing down a sanction. If I'm honest, I find it personally, and I need to be careful, hard to reconcile how it can be uh, intentional conduct that was aggressive, demonstrative and disrespectful, I think was found to be all of those things and then and then only be three weeks. You know, we asked for six. These are the facts and it's at three and I'm I'm finding that personally hard to reconcile how it can only be three weeks. So I would say to 
you know, I guess as the, as the CEO of the league, I'm saying to community leagues and others that I find that decision perplexing. And so I just, you know, I, I don't think I can say that I thought, well, that, that I've said enough. Yeah, I've spoken to the, to the lawyers about um, about our appeal rights, clearly. Um, so they're, they're looking at that at the moment. So watch this space. There could be an appeal from the AFL uh, believing that the three weeks is too lenient. They wanted six, of course. Uh, a lot of talk to the around today about maybe they um, had shot themselves in the foot, the AFL, when they went so leniently uh, on Lockie Neal. And are they tethered to that finding and that punishment handed down of just a fine? And can you stretch that incident to this incident from a fine to six weeks. And maybe that was the rod that they'd made for their own back. So um, that was Gil McLaughlin today. But interestingly, uh, former umpire's boss and, and long-time umpire Derek Humphrey-Smith spoke to Dwayne today, and this was his view. I think the sheer amount of discussion um, that Toby Green inherently generates, but let alone generates when he's made contact with a very experienced field umpire in a final, which was a great game of footy. I mean, that in itself, in my view, was going to be enough with a significant fine because, I look, I wasn't keen to see Toby miss finals, uh, but I was a bit of an outlier, I think, and probably there were some in the umpiring mm. community who were pretty keen for a much, a much more serious penalty and some in the media, as you know, Dwayne, were calling for 12 weeks, heaven forbid. I couldn't, couldn't believe what I was hearing. Mm. So um, you've got you to strike that balance. So this is a very heavy penalty because of the time of year that it's been meted out to, to Toby. So I think if you're an AFL footballer, I think you're going to get a pretty clear message that if you do that sort of thing in the home and away season, you might be away for even longer. So that was Derek Humphrey-Smith. So those are the two different sides of the coin, a former umpire's boss and long-time umpire, and then the boss of the game, Gil McLaughlin, today. Uh, I'm going to go through all your calls, so just be patient. I uh, just want to bring you up to speed. So Toby Green and the Giants released a statement saying, I acknowledge contact was made with umpire Stevick as I walked to the three-quarter time huddle during Saturday's game. I regret this accidental contact occurred. I apologise again to Matt for this accident, as I did earlier today during the tribunal hearing. It was not my intention to make contact with Matt while we were engaged in discussion at the time. I have complete appreciation for the role umpires play in our game and understand how critically important it is that they are respected at all times. I accept the determination of the tribunal and will now look to support my teammates in any way I can ahead of this week's game. Giants General Manager of Footy, Jason McCartney, confirmed the club will not appeal. The AFL might, but the Giants won't. We accept this decision. We won't be appealing the sanction handed down today. As a club, we maintain that umpires are sacrosanct and we understand the importance of the role they play in our game. They are to be respected at all times by everyone across all levels. We know Toby also feels this way and is very remorseful for what we believe was an avoidable accident. We thank umpire Stevick for the context he provided today and will now look to put the matter behind us as we look forward to Friday night's game against Geelong. So that is the summation of everything that's happened today. There has been some incredible calls though across the day about what is happening at junior level and at country level, at suburban level and why that the AFL needed to make a strong statement that echoed through the game, not just the AFL. And I'll, I'll play a little later on Russell Morris, former Hawk, um, who has been umpiring at a junior level. I'll play the audio of Laura from Mill Park, which is harrowing to hear what she has been subjected to as a goal umpire. And we and Justin Lepich as well, who's been coaching at junior level as those stories keep flooding in. But time on is your say on the news of the day. That is uh, my promise. Uh, so we'll honour that promise on the other side of this. Keep the text coming through, 0433 98 11 16. Temper.
a mattress like no other. Toby Green had a choice to avoid contact. He can only blame himself. That's from Dean. Toby Green has let his whole team and the game down. So those things coming through as well, along with the woke AFL. It should have been a fine. Three weeks is over, so it continues to divide the footy world. And you'll get your say straight after this. This is Time On, SEN. Uh, wonderful to have your company. one 736 736 is the number to call. 0433981116. Hey, just quickly... Western Bulldogs, Brisbane Lions, uh, or Brisbane Lions, Western Bulldogs is the correct order should be. Uh, starting time of 7.20 Eastern Standard for the semi-final on Saturday. There was talk that that might go earlier because at the time the belief was that the Western Bulldogs wouldn't really be able to leave their rooms, but they've been able to reach an accommodation with that. Um, so the health and safety of everyone in the community remains paramount. The AFL, together with the Lions and the Dogs, have agreed to strict travel arrangements and other protocols approved by the Queensland Government. Um, so that is the locked-in start time of 7.20 Saturday for the, sec- uh, for the first semi-final, second semi, of course. Friday, 7.50 Eastern Standard Time, 5.50 WA time, Geelong and the Giants, and you'll hear all of those on SEN, the best call teams in the business. A couple of the text. Uh, umpires who are deemed to have umpired well generally uh, not notice this bloke has put himself between the the GWS player and their coaches. He should have been making his way back to the centre and not engaging, partly to blame, saying that Toby should have stopped around him. Three weeks is a fair whack, though. That's from Stephen Elmore. Uh, Thank you, Steve. Amazing part of the world, Elmore. Spent nine years there uh, playing for the wonderful Elmore Bloods. Uh, It is a great part of the world. Brilliant people. Steve, I'd I'd, I'd be certain that we would know each other. Uh, Let me know. Um, 0433981116. The other one off the text... Uh, I don't like Toby Green's action, the way he plays, saying that his action was deplorable, uh, saying he's a great player who needs to change his ways. Love seeing, love to see him at the pies if he could change his ways. Wake up, mate, please. The AFL needs your best. And that's a great point. Um, Aaron from Stuart Hill is sort of echoing the same thing, saying that he would have thought that Green was a shoe-in to be captain next year, but now you couldn't have him in the leadership group. The AFL does need Toby Green playing. He stares down the game. He he defies the game openly at times. He he challenges the AFL to come and uh, I suppose to come down on him. He, he you know he he gets a week suspension for raising a forearm and then does it twice the game after. He openly says that fines aren't going to change the way that he plays. So he he deliberately stares down the AFL and says, "I'm not changing. What are you going to do about it?" And it's come to a point where they've said, "Right, this is." This is what we're going to do about it. And even to the point now, the AFL is not happy with that and wants more. So we might even see a challenge there. And we are all the poorer for him not playing. But there is only one person to blame. And if internally, I, I couldn't help thinking that the Giants would be absolutely fuming, given everything they've gone through this year, everything they've done. It's been an extraordinary season that they've been able to put together. And to be where they are now and to not have their best player and, and due to something that was absolutely avoidable, Oh, you'd be absolutely be filthy. You really would be filthy. Mark's in Bacchus Marsh. Good day, Mark. Hey, man. How you going, dude? Good, buddy. What do you got for me? Right, got a couple of things. Got a couple of things. Quickly, Martin Gleeson mustn't go to the very many bars. Call that a bar act. He's got to be kidding himself. Secondly, fun fact: uh, Perth Stadium is dimensions on the ground dimensions is uh, modelled the same as the MCG. They did that on purpose. So if West Coast Frio have to play a grand final with G, they're playing on the ground with the exact same dimensions as their as their own. 
Um, so that should make the grand final fairly even and should help Melbourne out because it's the identical dimensions to their own home ground. Great point, anyway. Mark. I like it. Thank you, mate. Thirdly. Okay, yep, thirdly. So don't, don't mind the dogs playing um, at night. Better with the humidity and the heat in Queensland. Happy days. Now, fourthly, this is a big one. No one's talking about it. The buy before the grand final. So if you're Melbourne, you could potentially, and you win the prelim, you could potentially play one league game in three weeks. Now, last time that happened was 1990 Essendon. They were the best team. But because of the draw calling the West Coast in the final series, in the elimination final, they got held back. So Essendon played very poorly in that grand final, and it was more because they only played once in three weeks. Now, Melbourne could have the same scenario. They're helping the dogs out. They're giving us one week off, but it's just one. Melbourne's looking at buy, play, buy, then play. You know, you lose match fitness, you lose continuity. I think it's a huge point. And I think if I was a Melbourne supporter, I'd be potentially bleeding about this buy. So I think it could cost you the grand final, honestly. Anyway, that's it, Sammy. Love hearing from you, Mark. Thank you, mate. Appreciate the call as always. Uh, Daniel's in Harvey Bay. G'day, Daniel. Yeah, g'day. Um, yeah, I'm just thinking about the, uh, the Toby, Toby Green situation. I'm actually a, I'm a PE teacher. I uh, coach junior footy. I've got a son who's uh, he's a he's a 16 year old who who umpires. Uh, I see the stick that he gets when he's involved in the middle. Um, I think I think maybe uh, even though the uh, perhaps some people are saying that you know three weeks is insufficient. Given uh, it'll be pretty sufficient if he, if uh, they win three games and they're in the granny, um, it'll be hurting a lot. Um, well, I think too, though. I think Toby Green is—he really, he really has cost his team dearly. And uh, you know, if I'm Jason McCartney, to be honest, I'm like I'm a giant supporter. Uh, I used to live down that way, and um, I love what Toby Green brings to his team and things like that. But he's, you know, it's, you know, a bit of a repeat offender here. Um, dare I say it? I'd be so browned off. I'd almost want to trade him. <laughs> oh yeah, well, I mean that's that's at the harshest end, and that's you know uh, that might be. <laughs> I think cooler heads will prevail from that, Daniel. Um, despite all that, I mean he's almost a, an untradeable uh, commodity, but um, they, they it's got to come to a point. And I'm sure they will, where you sit down and say, "We back you in, we back you in, we back you in," but you've left us high and dry on this one. You've left us high and dry on this one. Uh, Xavier's in Malvinese. G'day, Zave. Hey, Sammy, mate. Love your work. That's very um, kind of you. Yeah, I'm a mad giant fan, mate. And obviously very upset about what's transpired with Toby Green over the last few days. Just got a few thoughts on the situation. Go for it. Um, yeah. The AFL should definitely be just down. And, um, yeah, I play for the, the league of my football club in the Saganese region. And I've seen a few players attack the umpires. And, yeah, it's really rattled me, mate. Just to be taken out of the game for sure. And also, to all those uh, online trolls having a crack at Cody Waitman, you need to have a hard look at yourself. So, um, it's absolutely not on. No, you're... Love the game, not the odds. Cheers, boys. Absolutely. Beautifully said, Zave. It's... <laughs> if I could say what I wanted to say, I'd probably be taken off air uh, to these people. But get help, is what I'd say. If your response to a game of football is to tell someone that they should no longer be alive in no uncertain terms because it didn't go your way, then you're not adult enough to be part of football. There is no place for you in football and there's bigger issues that you need to confront. 
Um, and that's probably anger issues. It's probably your own self-worth that you're struggling with. So you lash out at other people who have done absolutely nothing wrong. There is no place for you in the game whilst you're like that. Um, Matty Lloyd called it out beautifully last night. The Essendon Footy Club did a great job in calling it out uh, and should be commended for that. Um, I just don't understand it. I, I'm, I'm often staggered by some of the texts that will come through here and not, you know, whether it be me or any of the people that present. It's extraordinary the way that people can't convey how they feel or manage how they feel with emotional intelligence. So you lash out and you say the most horrific things to someone, not to their face, but just via social media. It it, it always will say a thousand times more about you and your shortcomings than it will about any of the people that you're attacking. And I just advise you, if you're really struggling that badly, please go and get help. Please go and speak to someone because that just doesn't make any sense to people who are much more rational of thought. Um, it, 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 that stuff, it just has to stop. Um, Sam in Berwick, uh, Steve in Chelsea, Jeff in Launceston, Alan, Emma, straight to you uh, on the other side of this. Now, as we go to the break, I just got a text uh, coming through as well. Um, I'm just going to le- read this one, not because of the first part that it talks about, but um, to whoever wrote this one, Hi, Sam. I really rate your time on segment. Uh, It's my favourite on SEN. Thank you. You might be meeting Sam Edmund on a Monday. Uh, What song do you use for your intro? Well, this band uh, is one of my best mates' band called Fountaineer. F-O-U-N-T-A-I-N-E-E-R. The song is Grand Old Flags that I use uh, on the intro. The Cricketers is the Outer Breaks. uh, And Sirens, parts one and two, is the Sporting Capital theme. Thanks for asking. Uh, go and uh, Shazam that or, or look it up on iTunes. All their stuff's there uh, as well. Uh, and there was a text that came through as well, um, and the person didn't want it read, but it was very educational for me. Uh, and the number ending, I think, in 2-2. But thank you for the text that you sent. Uh, I, I feel like I'm better for knowing that, and I thank you for sharing that with me. Uh, and I, do, I just wanted to acknowledge that I have read it. So thank you for that. Uh, still more of your calls on the other side of this. Uh, there wouldn't be a guy, a person in the world that doesn't like fly. It just he's that sort of person. He 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 gels people together, and and that's his strength. That's his one word is the fact that um, he's respectful of everybody. He understands the big picture. He knows he can't do this job on his own, um, you know. And he's lived through almost every scenario in footy, from the highs of the high to the lows of the lows. But he's actually had more highs than high. Um, but he's also got that well-rounded experience, as, as you know. Worked at the Melbourne Storm as well, and and so he sees uh, he's seen a lot of different sports in in what he's done. So both. Brilliant candidates um, to, to the Collingwood to pick from. So Craig's seen Lee Matthews, Craig Bellamy, yep. Mick Malthouse, Alistair Clarkson, Damien Hardwick, and that's probably uh, Nathan Buckley. Yeah, it's a good apprenticeship. Yeah, not bad, is it? And then, and that's um, and that's a that's why it's a really mature uh, appointment, I think, from Collingwood going this down this path because it is. It's it's almost saying, like, what do we need at our footy club? They know what they need. They went out seeking it, and they want to put the parts around that. And that's what and that's what I think long term success is about is is going about it that way. So it's a shame that one of those boys had to miss out. Um, but that's 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 life, isn't it? At times you do, and at times you're lucky enough to get them. 
Justin Leopard speaking to Jared Waitley today. He was a little bit more cagey, Leopard, about whether he would be joining Craig McRae as Collingwood's new head coach. That's expected to be announced tomorrow uh, after a board meeting believed to be tonight. Now, Fox Sports are also reporting, Tom Morris and Ben Cotton, that uh, Robert Harvey is going to depart the club effective immediately after 10 years at the helm. It was communicated to people at the Maggies today that Harvey, uh, who was out of contract, would have it renewed, took over as the senior coach when Nathan Buckley stepped down early June. Uh, two and seven Collingwood under him, but they showed some really good signs and he showed some really good signs about what he might be able to bring to the table as a senior coach. One of the best players of his generation and in St Kilda history, the dual Brownlow medalist, but we really got to see his head coaching bona fides um, fully on display. So I'm sure he will land at another home. It would just be a matter of where. So that's exciting news for Collingwood. 90 names on a list, apparently, when they started looking for their replacement for Nathan Buckley. So that's the definition of a comprehensive process. Uh, might be a little different, the story uh, unfolding at Carlton, uh, their long-time rivals. Now, this is just news coming to hand, and there's a couple of people that have texted this in. Uh, for, so thanks to Aaron, uh, and there was another text who came through as well, that uh, David Zaharakis, uh, 226 games, has had a, a fantastic career, um, and we'll always remember him for, I think it was Quarters. Was it Quarters who said, Zaharakis, be a hero, son? One of the great calls uh, as he won that Anzac Day clash for the Bombers. Drafted in 2008 with pick 23, Essendon acknowledged that he won't be offered a new contract moving forward uh, for them. So I know there'll be a lot of Bombers fans who want to uh, share their love for him. So feel free to do so. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. Sam in Berwick's been waiting really patiently. G'day, Sam. Sammy, how you doing, buddy? I'm good, mate. You? Good, mate. Good, good. Love your show, mate. You're a champion. Oh, that's very um, kind. Thank you. No worries, Sammy. Um, a couple of things I'd like to say. Well, firstly, I think the AFL should probably um, offer the other states probably once every five years, you know, to sort of play the grand final that they you know. It's a state, I guess, it is called AFL now, not VFL anymore. So I reckon that should be put on the table. We bring bringing a lot of money into the, into the league as well. Yeah, I, I actually, I actually, I'm a look. In a lot of ways, I can be a bit of a traditionalist. But in a lot of ways, also, I feel like I, I like the progressive nature. I, I think if you, I, an old boss of mine, the guy who first hired me in radio, so he's to blame uh, for those who aren't a fan. Um, he always said to me, "You're either green and growing or ripe and rotting." And to continue to grow the game, you've, you've got to keep doing exactly that um, and innovating. And and that would be pretty special um, once every five or so years to. To take the show on the road, uh, I think, is a, a great gesture. And uh, and we're getting so many texts from WA people at the moment who are so excited, but respectfully excited, all acknowledging that it's not ideal for Victoria, all understanding that the MCG is the home of the grand final, but they are over, like, they are just jumping out of their skin to have the biggest show of the year uh, in town. So some not so. Some Demon supporters pretty upset. But, Sam, it's an interesting idea. Yeah, and a couple of other things as well. Um, the incident with Toby Green, um, I believe um, Sevic came out and sort of said, oh, I didn't, you know, feel, you know, any malice in it or anything at all. You know, didn't even, even realise a touch of it. And then this morning he went and changed it. He sort of, you know, put the, put the gears in reverse and backtracked and sort of, you know, said, oh, yeah, it's a bit of a bad look. You know, so whether the AFL has gotten to easy uh, and sort of said something because... Apparently he said 
put through an email and everything and sort of nothing nothing about it came about. It wasn't on you know on, on the front of his mind at all, that you know, that little incident at all. So just, I think, you know what, the umpire said should probably couple a couple of weeks with him as well, I reckon. Sammy, just with that one, mate, just to defend Matt Stevigan, just to make sure we've got that in the right context. So he was giving evidence and was very clear in his evidence that for him, he didn't feel intimidated. He didn't believe there was much in it. But when he was questioned further by Jeff Gleeson, uh, he did say, I can see how people believe that it could be demonstrative and I understand that it certainly can be seen as um, disrespectful. Um, so he wasn't changing his tune at all, Sammy. He, he held his line on how he felt in the moment, but he acknowledged how it looked and he acknowledged picture. He could certainly see. So he's, he's handled himself with absolute class, I reckon, Sam. Yeah, no, no, I agree. Okay, fair enough. And lastly, um, well, my footy club, Carlton Football Club, just hearing what you just sort of said now about Collingwood, it sounds like, you know, they're obviously a bit more prepared than what we are. I mean, I don't know what's going on with this Luke Sainz guy. I mean, sort of all of a sudden, backstabbing Kane Lou in the back and sort of, you know, having a chat with um, Geelong ex, ex-boss and also, I'm a little bit concerned there, um, to be honest, Sammy. Um, what's going to happen there? I mean, I don't know, which, which, whoever we get as a coach, I mean, there's obviously going to come in with a lot of pressure, whether, you know, it's, it's Ross the boss or not. I mean, he's going to have a lot of a lot of pressure on him. And I'm a little bit concerned there about, you know, what's going to happen in 2022, my friend. Uh, I don't think you're Robinson Crusoe there, Sam. Um, one of my... It's amazing that everything seems to be getting out. Uh, that's... That's a real concern, I would have thought. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. 736 Lots of people calling in, and I greatly appreciate it. Uh, Alan's on the road. G'day, Alan. G'day, Sam. How are you? Good, thanks, mate. Thanks for waiting. No worries. Just going to give me a few seconds, hear me out here. I totally agree. Um, Matt Savage um, held himself, himself both on the field and off the field Admirably, but but, mm. but what he did, I think, has one little hole in that. See, he's a 400 game, um, you know, strong strong uh, um, referee um, umpire. Yep, uh, he has you know dozens of cameras on him. Look, I, I coached and um, ref both basketball and soccer, and in those in those games, although they're different to football, footy, um, you know, refs or umpires have you know, ultimate authority. You, you can't touch him, you can't look at him, and you, you, you take off, right? You, you're off. Mm. You're red-carded, and they deal with you later. What I was going to say is that he's got to realize that in junior footy, in other leagues, those those um, uh, those umpires don't have the protection that he has. He does Obviously, he's a cool guy, a cool, cool, cool you know, a calm guy. And I, I believe one of those umpires is actually a um, lawyer, or they have, you know, professional... Background, so so he knows where it's at. But you're talking about 12, 14, 15 year olds who are trying trying to ref a game, and if they see that's happening and people are bumping into them or are, you know having a go at them, they don't have the same protection that he does. So although he was trying to do, do the right thing, and you know in, in the past players used to go up to Trevino you know, and say, no, no, it was just a brush, I really didn't feel it. What he has to think about is the greater umpire community. And the last thing I wanted to say is. This doesn't come from a novice player. 
this guy's supposed to be a senior leader. Mm. And if he does that, what kind of an example is he setting for the rest of the young guys of GWS who are trying to form a culture and, and, and a footy culture in New South Wales? I yeah. think three, four weeks, that whatever. But you know, they have to set they have to set the standard. If it was a, if it was an eighteen year old, nineteen year old, twenty year old, so fair enough, he made a mistake. But this guy's a vice captain yeah. or could be a captain. So that's my take on it. Alan, thank you. Really appreciate it. And that was raised today. I heard someone saying, "Geez, I, I would back GWS in if they were to say we're not challenging that decision, but we're actually going to hand down a penalty of our own because it does leave them." So high and dry. I mean, it is the worst. There is not a player they can afford to lose more um, or less, sorry, than, than Toby Green. He is the most important player to that team and any chance they had of doing something phenomenal uh, in the finals this year. Emma's been waiting really patiently in Melbourne. Emma, thank you for your patience. A lot of people calling through, but uh, thanks for staying on the line and having a chat. Sorry. Um I just wanted to say, I'm a bit nervous, sorry. Um, I think we need to be careful about how we talk about Toby Green. I think Mm. we should really put aside um, how we feel about what happened, whatever side you're on. I think I want all of us to be careful with our language and just remember that he's a young man and he obviously hasn't got it all worked out yet, which is perfectly okay, but... Let's be careful how we speak about him. Um, I think that some of the narrative at the moment, either way, whether it's, it was unintentional or it was intentional, either way, the narrative is all about him. It's not about DWS. And I just can only imagine how that feels for him. He probably feels like he's dragging his team down. And I just think that would feel awful. And frankly, if he's so valuable, as you were just saying one second ago, mm. why has nobody helped him? He clearly has some stuff going on around this. I mean, this is not his first rodeo. No, it's not even it's his first... Uh, like... It's not even the first incident of him making contact with an umpire. There was one that was okay, thrown out I mean. earlier in the year. <laughs> no, no, you. I, I totally hear what you're saying, Emma. And that's, I suppose, maybe a question that we could ask the Giants when they come on just to... Because they're very good publicly at backing him in, which yeah, you do need to do. But I, I would be curious as to you are, of, OK, what guidance, what support, you know, what structures are you putting in around? And, yeah, you're right, everybody makes mistakes. And, and I don't – I actually, for all those who know Toby Green, speak of the human being as a, as a wonderful one of those, that, that he's Can considered just... and, and intelligent, but he crosses the line. And when he crosses the line, he really does cross the line. White line fever, Bob Murphy said, affects everybody differently. It certainly seems to affect him quite substantially more than some other people. I just wanted to mention one more thing really quickly. Um, earlier, before the break, you mentioned sometimes, you know, in terms of trolling, people send you terrible texts. I just think we should all remember, and you can imagine the kinds of things that are being thrown his way at the moment, and I just want us all to just be a little bit kinder. I, I couldn't agree more, Emma, and, and I certainly wasn't trying to make that about me, by the way. We we laugh a lot of those off. Um, I'm old enough and ugly enough that there's nothing I haven't really heard before. And when you grew up around the mates that I did, the, these people are just paling into insignificance. They're not even coming anywhere near the mark. Oh, but, but but more no. so, <laughs> but more but, but with, with the with the abuse. But 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 you are 100 percent right. Um, you know, everybody is a human being and everybody is trying to do their best. And when we see the abuse of players, and and you rightly point out, young, young men and young, Mm -hmm. young women 
Um, mm-hmm. it, it is it is incredibly destructive and, and says more about the person sending the abuse than it ever will about the person that's copying. It does. And also, Sammy, particularly now, you know, it's so hard at the moment. So many of us are really struggling right now. Yep. And it's just, it's not a good time to kind of lampoon somebody, I don't think. No, I, I couldn't agree more. Emma, please ring more often. Is this the first time you've called up? I'm so nervous. It's the oh, first time you I've... you wouldn't know. You wouldn't know. You're killing it. <laughs> Sweet talker. <laughs> uh, Emma, thank you. Give us a call any time, okay? Appreciate it. Please. Ciao, one three hundred seven three six seven three six is the number. Um, we're going to keep these calls rolling. I've got Rocket Eid, uh, who's going to join me at seven. Uh, so I'll try and whip through as many of you as we can before that and even a couple just before he joins us. Uh, and then we are going to speak to... Um, we're going to speak to the boss of the Umpires Association as well. So the CEO is Rob Kerr. He's going to have a chat to us at about 7.30. So keep the calls coming in, one 736 736 Thank you to everyone who's been so patient. Thank you to the techs that are coming through. A lot on the agenda tonight, um, and it just isn't a show without you guys uh, calling. Uh, I hate, oh, I've just said you guys. I hate when people do that. Jeez, I've just become an Instagram influencer. I've just said you guys. I apologise. I love it when you call, so keep them coming. Uh, a lot of love coming through for Emma off the text. More Emma, please. Sammy uh, from Lee. Emma rocks. Lovely words. Well said. Uh, that's very, very good response there. Uh, and for the number ending in 127, thank you for your very kind text uh, as well. I- I'd read it out, but I just sound like a flog if I'm reading that out. <laughs> but thank you. Uh, it's greatly appreciated. Uh, Jeff's in Launceston. G'day, Jeff. Launceston. Sorry, I did it again. How are things in Launceston today, Jeff? It's still raining, Sam, but uh, <laughs> tomorrow is supposed to be sunny. So uh, anyway, uh, look, I've got my opinion on um, on the uh, Toby Green issue, if I may share with you. Please. Um, uh, I've got a bit of a radical plan. Everybody knows that, uh, well, Toby seems to be a serial offender, and to talk about changing his ways, we're also talking about how we can uh, deter younger uh, junior grades from doing a similar thing. Uh, what I would have considered doing um, uh, in this particular instance, I would have considered a $50,000 fine, a six-week suspension, suspended sentence, um, hanging over his head for the rest of his AFL career. This uh, would be... Uh, if, if he ever got uh, suspended for anything else, it would be automatically added to... Uh, to that next suspension, that would act as a deterrent, I think, towards him. He would certainly learn. The same, that same penalty I would introduce or mandate from day one that for any other future offenders that uh, physically um, or disrespect an umpire and found guilty would cop the same sentence. And from a junior deterrent, um, my, my feeling is we're playing a lot of junior football, a lot of um, intermediate football, is to make it mandatory right from now that any physical disrespected um, um, situations that occur with junior football... Hey, Jeff, I'm just going to get you to stop there. I'm going to take you on the other side of this. The break hits it at an automatic time and I can't stop it, but I want to hear more of what you've got to say and I'll do it next. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.